We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul with my co-host, my partners in crime, Jared Timms and Nate Green. We're back, and I'm in the host chair for once. It's been a long time since I've done it, but I have reasons for it. I have two reasons for it. But before we do, before I even get into all those reasons, I want to say hello, Jared. What's up, man? What's up, man? This is a little different. We haven't done this. We haven't done this way in uh, wow, quite some time. But I'm, dude, I'm excited. Excited to sit back, relax, and way. let you do it. Let you do let your me, thing. Let me do my thing. <laughs> Nate, negative Nancy, what's up? How we doing? Negative Nate, uh, come on. I, I don't think Nancy. it's. I don't think it's negative. It's realistic, but you know. All right, good to see you, Derek. I'm happy. I'm not to sure. Be there. We're probably gonna upset somebody with that, but um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a few things today. Two things in point that we want to get to first and foremost was the Shohei argument. His pitching performance last night, phenomenal. Meanwhile, the Yankees are tanking. That bring continues the argument over, over Judge versus Shohei for MVP. In the meantime, also want to talk about some podcast policy as well, um, especially as we head into the offseason. That's the reason why I actually said I wanted to host the show tonight because I want to put this out because many people don't realize this because we have a bunch of new listeners. Is I started this podcast. Me with John Crane. We started this podcast and when Nate, when not Nate, when Jared says we're the best out there, we are. If we're not the best, we're among the best of what we do, and we have been for a long flipping time. So why am I pumped up? Because I, and I'm not mad at anybody. I, fe- I we got a Twitter message, a Twitter thing earlier today, and they're kind of hitting on Nate a little bit. And I want to comment on this because um, I think it's under. I think I want to explain the journalistic policy of where talking halos came from and where it should always be and where it's always going to go regardless of who hosts it and jared himself done a phenomenal job continuing on with how our vision was he's going uh, okay so that's in the back end the shohei argument we've been talking about this here and there i'm going to go over to well actually no hold on this is going to be a free-flowing show and we only have 30 minutes so before we do sponsors check them out bam We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so Jared. Your Shohei argument right now, as it stands, after that beautiful eight-inning performance here tonight with that sinker, which is, oh, my gosh. It's like sexual chocolate, okay? So. I'm going to let you host this a little bit more, man. It's still clean, okay? You're going to let me. How's this man going to tell me he's going to let me host my own show? Let you host your own show, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my own. <laughs> so, Jared. Which you're, where are you now with Shohei? Honestly, in what in what argument? Are we talking MVP? Are we talking Cy Young? If we're talking, talking right training? now, September fourth. If the season ends right now, who's the MVP now? Okay, there's two thoughts, schools of thought on this one for me, and I go back and forth because Aaron Judge is having a phenomenal year, a uh, career, maybe not even a career year, but like right now, if he ended the season with 53 home runs, it's Shohei Otani. I um, mean, not even a home run argument either, um, but all in all, it depends. It's going to depend on how Aaron Judge finishes the season. It's his, it's his to lose at the moment. You know, if he starts slumping a little bit, Shohei is going to take it. The writers are going to take it from, um, from Judge. But uh, Aaron Judge is having a historic season. Uh, not very many guys have hit as many home runs as he has. Uh, not very many guys uh, have actually carried a team on their back, you know, to, a play, to the playoffs because we know the Yankees aren't playing all that well right now. And – you know, when, when you look at value and you look at most valuable player, it's it's tough not to give it to Aaron Judge. However, you look at what Shohei Otani's doing, and he's he's the only one to ever have done it. And he's having a better pitching season, and we can make an argument that he's a Cy Young award winner as well. Um, and that's maybe for this, maybe for a different podcast, but oh, it's close. Uh I, I give the edge to Aaron Judge ever so slightly, ever, ever, ever so slightly at the moment. Um, I know, I know you listeners are going to be like, Jared's been crushing the Shohei Otani MVP. And I think he, I think that there's an argument to be made there, but at the moment judge has a slight advantage just because of what he's done in this second half to actually like that AL East is really, really good. You never know what's going to happen. And Aaron judge has single-handedly, you know, brought them to, to where the, they are. And that's what you want out of an MVP, you know, show it. I don't want to bring the win loss record into this because I don't like that. I, I think it's the best player. I think the best player in baseball, it's been, you know, and, but you know, when Aaron judge is doing what he's doing, it's, it's tough. So um, Cy Young, maybe a little bit of a different argument, but uh, Shohei Otani finishes second in both. I could totally see that as well. So. Nate? Yeah, ever uh, Sunday became a career year for Aaron Judge. Sunday he hit his 53rd home run, drove in his 115th RBI. Uh, that was a career year for him. His best year before that was 52 and 114. So I, I still think it's Judge's to lose again. I know people are going to be upset about that as well. But, you know, Aaron Judge has been unbelievable. 
And you want to say the Yankees have been a great team. They have, but it's be- it's because of Aaron Judge. That lineup right now in the last month and a half, maybe even two months, it, it looks as bad as the Angels lineup. As, as weird as that sounds, they are running guys out there that are, you know, WRC plus in the 75 range. Josh Donaldson is not a good player right now. Um, DJ LeMahieu is not who he was. Glaber Torres is not who he was in the first half. They're running Isaiah kiner falefa out there, who's basically a better Andrew Velasquez, maybe. Like, they're very, very similar players. So I, I think Aaron Judge, with what he's done this year, has been outstanding. Uh, Shohei Otani has done things that nobody has ever done before. But I think there's going to be a little bit of we gave it to him last year because he did both not because his numbers were better than, than Vlad's offensively, but because Vlad didn't, didn't pitch. So I think the writers are going to kind of be like, all right, how many years in a row are we going to give this guy MVP just because he does both? And I think that's going to be a fair thing to say. And um, unless he just makes this thing very, very close offensively or gets his ERA, you know, in the really low twos, it's going to be really tough for Aaron judge to lose this thing. Well, I think we're also we're talking about Aaron Judge. I, if I'm flipping it over, it's kind of hard for me to imagine a two-way player splitting his time, getting the MVP. If you're, if you're not even there, if you're not there for the Cy Young, right? And the truth is, he's probably, probably right now, in my view, third in Cy Young. Third. I have him a second. Second or third, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can make a good argument for the one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a clear. I think there's a clear cut. I think there's a clear cut number one right yeah. now, and I think that two, three is an argument, and then after that, you. Can well, who's go your number one? Who's your clear cut number one? Justin Verlander. I think, I think Justin Verlander's the number one in my opinion. Yeah, um, and then you can make an argument both ways for Cease and Otani being two, three at the see, moment. I, I don't see as a clear cut number one because he's out. He's out. He's at yeah, twenty four stars. Yeah, yeah, no, he's like. Same thing with McClanahan too. Like if McClanahan doesn't start the rest of the season, or if Judge doesn't, or not Judge, wow, if Verlander doesn't start the rest of the season, then yeah, I'm I'm 100 agreement with you guys that, or 100 agreement with you, Derek, that it's 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 between Otani and Cease. I think I don't think there's I don't think anybody else is really that close. Yeah, that, that, I look at this and I go, well, Cease has a start on him. He's got a complete game shutout. He's got a better ratio from innings to hits. He's got a better ratio. Pretty much everywhere except for a strikeout to walk, which I cannot believe that how good Otani's been on, on walks this year. So I kind of look at that race and I go hitting wise, he's down there, 30 home runs and co- combine them. Combined yeah, goes back to our argument for he needs he needs to start at least. Yeah. He needs so, to start some perform the rest of the way. So I mean, if you were looking to compare him here, and I, I actually I did this today on Twitter. I compared every, I compared Shohei Otani to the, the top seven Vangraf war uh, starting pitchers. And here's how Otani ranks against Dylan Cease. Uh, Otani's 11 and 8. Cease is 13 and 6. I know wins, losses don't matter all that much, but you got to throw it in there. Due to writers. Yeah. You know, the writers are going to probably vote a little biased to that. Uh, Shohei Otani is at a 4.4 Fangraphs war. Uh, Dylan Cease is at 3.8. Uh, Otani's at a 4.6 uh, baseball reference war. Uh, and Dylan Cease is at a 5.5. Otani is 20 innings behind Dylan Cease exactly at the moment. 
Uh, Dylan Cease has Otani by 0.4 ERA on that side of things. Otani has Cease by 0.6 FIP uh, in that category. Strikeouts, Otani is down by 16 strikeouts. Walks amongst uh, qualified starters, Dylan Cease is dead last at 64. Otani is tied in eighth at 33, which is impressive with mm-hmm. and, and that and yeah. that's yeah that's where it, i think it really matters um in fip otani has it by 0.04 so it's very very close in whip uh cease is not giving up nearly as many hits but he's getting a lot of guys on base there with the walk category and then batting average against uh dylan cease has a 0.185 Dil- or, um, otani has a 0.212 so like i said it's it's a toss-up between those two at that spot so just depends on what Verlander does down the road. And, and it sounds like Verlander's coming back from what everyone is reporting. He should be back first, um, right when his 15 days are up. So that would, that would probably push him to the lead barely, I think, just because of what he's done this year. I mean, he has, he has been the best pitcher in baseball. Hold on one second. I just, I actually just saw something on Verlander here, right. As I was, um, checking those stats, and I'm not. I'm not so sure that's actually the case. I'm telling. I'm checking now. Checking. Checking. Just checking, read something checking. that said won't be eligible the first day, but is expected to be sidelined. Isn't expected to be sidelined far beyond his 15 days. Let's see. So it would just be like, how many he misses. Does that mean? Yeah, we'll see. The, I guess, from my point of view, is when it comes to him on the MVP. Did, did he do enough? I'm not even thinking the pitching side. Like, if you're second place pitching, like if you're second in Cy Young, like even even third. So let's see. Let's say he stays here, makes the start, and he stays in the stays in the conversation on the hitting side. Then you can make a pretty cohesive argument, combine it all MVP. But that's not really always the way of thinking. So Nate. When you're when you're looking at the numbers here both ways, and how are you kind of thinking? What's the MVP here? What's not? So for me, I, I'm taking a little bit into last year where Vlad and Otani were pretty close offensively, and the pitching just kind of put Otani over. This year, Judge is it's almost double of what Otani's been this year. You know, he's got. 53 homers compared to 30. He's got 115 RBIs. He's leading off half the time. He's playing a, a position which I think gives him a little bit of an edge there. I know Otani's pitching, but you guys are already bringing that into into uh, the conversation. So I think we do have to bring into the conversation. Judge plays um, a tough position in center field, He's and been then league average. He has been league average, but the fact that he is going from right field to center field at age 30 in his he has never. He was a center fielder in college. Went from right field to center field at age thirty because Aaron Hicks was hitting two fifteen and was putting up a WRC plus in the sixty range. And the Yankees said, "Hey, we're better on the field with Judge playing center field. Would you play center field?" The other thing too, center field is a lot tougher on the body. Okay, you are doing a lot more than you are as a DH as a pitching. As a pitcher, fine. That's a, that's a lot on the body. But I'm saying, like, from right field to center field, it's one of the reasons why Ichiro preferred right field over center field because it's less on the body. Yeah. So the fact that he 
he, who has been injury prone in his career, has moved positions to a to a premier position and has stayed healthy so far. Hopefully, he stays healthy. We never root for injuries, no matter who it is. If he can stay healthy, I think I think he's done enough offensively to to win this award. No, just I definitely don't disagree with you. I think that it's like I said. I, I think it's judged by a by a hair at the moment. I think I don't think how we had that argument a couple weeks ago. I don't think Judge has run away with it uh, necessarily at the moment. I think that he's been very very good. But as good as Judge has been offensively, Otani has been just as good on the pitching side of things, and he's hitting very very well right now. I think he's got a 160 WRC plus over his last 30 games or so. Um, so he's been a lot better on the offensive side of things. I don't know if you can look that one up or not, but, um, but yeah, he's been a lot, a lot better on the offensive side of things in the first half. And like I said, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that judge judge has it by a hair, but it's still very, very close. And, and at the moment I give it to judge, but Shohei Otani gets another three, four really good starts. Like he put up last, you know, last night. And also another thing, how much do you want Otani pitching this much? down the stretch you know like i know you want him i know he wants to win mvp but like you got to look forward to next season right at some point like yo show hey you know let's let's dial it back a notch 111 pitches this late in the season guy who's already had tommy john guy who's had some injuries before that's that's worrisome very worrisome to me especially since we you know we've talked about angels possibly trading him this offseason uh the whatever might happen this offseason with shohei otani and the angels being sold you know like there's uh that that has to start being uh you know a factor is hey like you know you're at 100 pitches i get that you want to win the mvp and that's not how who otani is 100 you know he's going to go out there and, and compete and be the best that he can but from a from a next year perspective i'd prefer he not get hurt i'm fine with him throwing 110 pitches as long as he's not pitching on shorter rest, if he's staying on his normal rest and you're not pushing him to throw, oh, hey, we need you to throw on four days rest instead of your normal, you know, five or six days rest. Um, that's where I think what the problem would be because you're 28 games out of out of the division and 17 games out of the wild card. So there's no point to be doing that just to win an MVP. And, and you can say just to win an MVP, it's special. I know that, but but the fact that you're, you're risking injury with a guy just to throw him an extra start to win an MVP. It, that would be where I would draw the line, but letting him pitch. I, I'm fine it. with that. Took it, took it the right turn yeah. there. It just kind of process. I was like, like it's, I said it last night too. I was like 111 pitches. Like I'd like to see him in a pennant race rather than, you know, winning an MVP or win a Cy Young, which is fantastic. I'd love, I love that, you know, but I want to see him in a pennant race next season. Then again, was, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe what he needs mentally is that feeling, yeah. you know, we, he's been developing that sinker up. He's been, I would say I agree, Nate. As long as you're not messing with the schedule, as long as you're not taking him out of routine, I think that you you stick with what's working for you. Personally, what I like them, they I, there's a lot of me. It's just you know, okay, listen, you're not winning anything. Let's these our guys a shot. Let's shut you down, and you know, keep you healthy. But you don't tell a competitor to do that. You don't tell Shohei Otani that. Um, I, I wouldn't be happy. I know Nate. He's earned the right to. Yeah. Plus you want to stay, really... you know, don't start shutting him down now and controlling him. Hmm? Let the guy do what he, what he, you know, at this point, you got to yeah. trust him to make the right call. Uh, I also want to point this out when, and Nate, this is slight disagreement. This is, you know, this is, we can bicker over this uh, night and day. Uh, but, you know, I don't, being in DH is not easy either. You know, of course, it's not harder physically on you. I mean, 
outside the whole pitching or five base thing, like there. But to just come cold out of the box and just go hit when sitting there for three innings, that's not easy either. And so uh, his job overall, what he's done, even if he does not win MVP, is phenomenal. And it's hard for me to make any kind of comparison to a center fielder. We know we've seen firsthand with, with Trotty's injuries that what that center field does wear and tear on you, but mentally it's a challenge being a DH. And that's why there's been so few successful ones over the course of the who've been career successful ones over the years. So um, you know, that's a twenty point that that's a just small oh yeah, no, that's nitpick on yeah, that. Of course. Um I, and this takes me to where we want to go here to end the show. And I'm I'm a little pumped up because that was me on Twitter today, those of you don't see Mr. C on, on Twitter very often, the um, making the discussion. And I, I want I want to bring this back. This this podcast was created in April of 2019. The reason why it was created was because um, as a person who had been a journalist who covered the Angels for a couple different outlets, who had covered the Rams, who has been covering the Rams, I noticed one very real problem that at the time, the Dodgers just basically got all the coverage. The Angels didn't really have much media with them. I still don't think they have a whole lot. There's more. Um, and But I felt like this club has enough of a history to deserve good coverage of them. And that also means there has to be, there has to be integrity to it. We will be completely dishonest if we just sat here and were all negative about everything all the time. And just gave you that perspective. And we would be just as dishonest if we were to give you popcorn and unicorns, like I mentioned earlier on Twitter, and that's all it ever was. And if you're the kind of person who gets tired of, of a person's negativity, Nate, um, you got to, you know, you're a fan. Those of you who listen to us, you're fans too. You have been there these last six, seven years. You've seen it all. And if you go into any Facebook group, if you go into any other group out there, any message board that covers angels right now, I guarantee you, you got people like at the cliff getting ready to jump off and go. We don't do that. We don't do that here. So if I'm going to say this flat out. If you're a listener, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're, if you're a listener or watcher, if you're on YouTube, or if you're on here, we're glad you're here. We are glad that you enjoy this podcast. And most of all, we are glad that you are on this roller coaster with us every flipping year. We're dishonest if we don't tell you how we feel as we cover this team. And if Nate's feeling like, and I'm picking on Nate a little bit, that's fine. If he's feeling like, there's not a whole lot to talk about positive. We're going to say do it. And that's why you have me and you have Jared, who have a little bit of a different point of view. I am more bullish on the Angels future. I think they are they I think they are on the right path. I think it's been held back by by certain people. <clears throat> um and I think that Jared has a similar perspective. Okay. But we're never gonna have any of our podcasters ever not be who they are and if that is an issue there are other podcasts out there and that's okay we're not for everybody probably not as good as us though um i I just want to point that out that's why i want to take time and, and and make sure that our listeners understand that 
our guys. Uh, we are a what we call a commentary journalism, which means we will cover a story, but we will give our takes on it. And sometimes our takes are not going to make us popular. I've seen takes that Jared has made that I am like, what the bleep are you saying, dude? But yet, you know, it's his view. And he actually is pretty educated on the topic. Nate and I don't always agree on everything. We had a little disagreement a couple weeks ago, and that's how it's going to be. But nothing breaks the bond that is that we're, we love this team. And so if you want to be on that ride with us as we head into the offseason, as we cover free agency, all the trades, everything else goes in between, as we cover the minor leagues, because as we cover spring training, as we cover every part about this franchise, we're here. Um, but do not expect any of our podcasters here to not be who they are. And by the way, I've heard Nate on the show, and he's not always negative. But he's just not going to give you a lot of BS. So there you go. That's why I wanted to make sure I hosted the show. It's been a while since I've hosted the show um, because I am the founder of the show, even though I've been around, have not been around as much. And these guys have every blessing from us and Blue Wire Network to, to speak their mind. Bam. Thanks, Derek. Shout out Blue Wire. Yes, Blue Wire. Those are our guys. Okay. <laughs> so, Nate. Give me your, your your latest negative podcast thought. I'm actually not um, negative on the on the future. I think the Angels have a good future. They've got really good pitching. The pitching has been been good. The the one thing that I'm worried about, obviously, is are we going to spend money this offseason? Because you need to spend money to win this next year. You you can't run out the same team as you're running out right now and hope that some of these kids that you know everyone's super excited about Neto. Neto's got like a hundred ABs in the minor leagues. Like let's slow down on him a little bit and let him mature and let him get a little bit of professional baseball under his, under his belt before we start naming him the next, you know, fill in the blank, whoever you want. But I have, I think Neto is going to be a very good player. Um, I just think it's going to take some time. And I think in order for him to get some time, you're going to have to spend some money. And like Derek has already talked about, are, are the angels going to spend money this year? Maybe. We we don't know, so that's the that's the one thing that's going to be interesting. Will they go out and sign Sander Bogarts? Will they go out and sign a Trey Turner, or are they just going to say, you know what, Fletcher and Rangifo, that's going to be up the middle for next year, and you know we're going to run the same pitching rotation out there, and hopefully this team wins eighty five to ninety games. Jared, Zach Neto is going to be a very good second baseman when they sign a shortstop at some point. And I want to make this argument here. I would tell you this. The Angels would be very careful with guys like NATO and so on and so forth because I think one of the biggest problems developmentally with the Joe Adele, with a Suarez, Griffin Canning, is that these guys in 2019 and afterwards were pushed through that system. And all of a sudden, they're making MLB debuts long before they were ready. I think that's actually what's hurt Adele. I think when Adele's stuff got messed around the last couple of years, now we're seeing the fruit of that. Let these guys make their way through the system. In the meantime, spend the money to keep to compete. And all of a sudden you have a young farm system that's fully developed and ready to go. The angels have failed at this. 
And I'm going back to 2019, especially when we started this podcast. We saw Griffin Cannon get pulled up that year. We saw Matt Thice get pulled up that year. She's who, who else? We have barely even seen Matt Thice since then, by the way. Uh, they, Suarez gets pulled up that year. I mean, all, all of these guys get pulled up that year because there was no depth for the major league roster. And it's been a problem ever since. You want to fix yourself developmentally. Give these guys a time in the minors to get ready. Don't push them up and don't. And the, it happens when your major roster is hot garbage. And it, it's had moments when it's been hot garbage. I thought this year's roster was talented. It just didn't work out. Nothing worked this year. I got hurt. I, I, I'm not putting that on, on this year's roster. I'm putting on past rosters. So there now. I gave you something to talk about, Jared. Go. I say it kind of sounds like how we ended last season and the season before, but um, not to be negative or anything like that. Cause I do see a bright future with the angels. Really? I really, really do. Especially with how much I think everybody knows I cover the minor leagues. Absolutely love it. Um, and I think there's a lot of good talent uh, that leads me to a question. And we let's discuss this next, let's discuss this next podcast. Cause I brought it up with Nate and it's kind of an interesting, interesting thing to think about um, with new ownership. Does what you were talking about change? Does the does the sense of pressure go off Perry's shoulders, off of what Billy's shoulders probably were with Artie, what Depoto's shoulders probably were with Artie and Sosha? You kind of get what I'm saying. Like you're not going to push guys through as quickly. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna take as many as many risks in the top of drafts, such as you know drafting prep guys. And I don't think we've seen Perry. Perry take very many risks in the draft at all. I think they've all been pretty safe. And I think that we saw Billy to make some pretty safe picks um, at the end of his tenure in Reed Detmers. But I think that it's an interesting thing to think about and we can you know think about it and discuss it next podcast. You know, new ownership may, you know, pull back a, a, a pressure lever and say, Hey, let these guys develop in the minors, you know, uh, we'll let you do your thing. Whereas I like what they're doing in double A. I think it's really, really interesting. Should Sam Bachman be there? Probably not. Uh, should Zach Neto be there, even though he's crushing it? Probably not. However, you know, Tri-City is a tough place to hit, and I don't think I would put him there either. Um, Sonny Deshara, same thing. I don't think he should be there. I think that he should be in, in high A, but it's a tough place to hit, so you can't put somebody there. Um, there's a lot of guys, you know, where you can slow down development. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I think that that might be something we see, like I said, with new ownership. So something to think about moving forward if that might be something that, you know, Perry's, Perry does or if that's his philosophy. So that's my final thought before we let everybody go. Nate? Rooted in Inland Empire. Inland Empire's uh, three, their magic number is three from clinching a playoff spot. That would be two minor league teams in the playoffs for the first time in a long, long time for the Angels. So those kids need need the playoffs. I, I think it'd be really fun to see Kiro and, and Vera and Placencia and Guzman, all these guys, uh, Calabrese, all these guys get into a playoff series and get to play some extra games, get some more ABs because, like we talked about, these guys need it. They're young. They need to get better. Well, in my closing, uh, I would say that don't look at this team right now and and, and be like, oh, wow, geez, they're awful. And, and there's a whole lot of awful there. Um, I've been a big fan. My, my term for the longest time has been organizational depth. depth. Organizational depth. If 
one of the things that it can always be a great discussion with any Angels fan is when you get into the minor leagues. So Jared covers the minor leagues a lot. Check out some of his work. Uh, learn more about the entire organization and where they're going because it'll give you a clear picture and it make us all more knowledgeable fans. The reason why I'm saying that is a lot interesting going on. You know, we don't, I, I as I've delved more into this current Marlin system, it is very, very interesting. The top 30 for this roster for that top 30 prospects there has completely flipped in the last two years. And that brings a lot of intrigue to me. Safe picks draft wise, maybe. But when you need major league ready ready talent, you got to make the safe picks. I can't wait to get to the point where they don't need MLB ready talent anymore to where they can take the risks on guys they can develop. Well, here's a question I want us to answer in a a show. Do the Angels believe they can develop these guys and stars? Because it's been a long time since they've done that. What actually is the culture at that point where they believe they can do it? What position? Because I think they've developed pitching. I think they've shown that they can develop pitching. We've seen Reed Detmers take that next step. We've seen Patrick Sandoval take that next step last year and continue to take that next step this year. I, I think you look at the minor league system and you've seen these pitchers continue to get better each and every year. Um, like we talked about, Kai Bush was a high pick last year. He has been really, really good this year. So I think they can develop pitching. The one the one thing that's going to be, can they develop hitting? Neto's been really good so far, but we haven't really seen a, a real developed superstar hitter in a while. Fletcher's, a while. Fletcher's been a major leaguer. Jared Walsh has been a major leaguer. Taylor Ward, major leaguer. But can they develop that next you know, superstar that they need to, to get them over the edge? I don't know. But I know they can develop pitching. And if you can develop enough pitching – you can get you can get a player to help you because every team always needs pitching. Hold on a minute, stop. If we're gonna sign off here, but there was a whole lot of positive coming from you there, Nate. So our friend who we were we were tweeting with earlier, um, there you go. There's your that you were looking for that. You said you wanted it, you got it, and he did that voluntarily. So that said, it's time for us to go. Jared, take us home, please, on the Twitter handles and get us out of here. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us the best podcast out there. You could go ahead and follow us wherever you are uh, listening. You can follow us on all our social medias as well Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Talking Halos. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's, Derek at DC Apollo, and Nate at Nate Green34. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.